Hello, everybody. Nelson Virgil here with uh, ExcelMail.com and DiscountedLabs.com. I have my good friend here, uh, Dr. Rand McLean. I don't think we have done a video in years now. We've done a few, and you can find them on ExcelMail.com on the YouTube channel. So, Dr. McLean, thanks a lot for joining us. A lot of the guys want to talk to you about the latest advances in hormone replacement, men and women. So we're going to cover that. But first of all, tell us what you have been up to. I hear that you have a new clinic and a new book coming out. So go ahead and let us know. We have been busy. Uh, we have a new clinic in Houston over the Woodlands. And Dr. Todd is, is uh, heading up that practice and medical director over there. Um, we're open now officially as of, I think, the beginning of August. So, uh, you know, we got another place where if you want to go see a doctor, you can. Of course, we still do telemedicine across the United States and, and elsewhere, really. I've uh, been up to, well, finally finished writing the book. As a matter of fact, finally have, I was just showing you earlier. Yeah, we have, we have a copy, actually. It actually looks real to me now, not just conceptual. And that's been exciting. And it's been a lot of work, I have to say. I mean, you know better than I. I mean. Not sure I'll do another one. Maybe maybe rest on it for a while and see what happens. But um, and, and the thing is, everything changes. So you, you, know, you always want to add something else. Always want to add something else. I know you know this, but maybe the audience does. But uh, other than that, you know, we're we're keeping busy trying to stay up with, as you say, the the latest and greatest uh, optimizing health. So um, yeah. I know that's what we're here to talk about. Well, you're you are on it. You're have always been progressive. I wrote my book years ago, maybe 12, 13, and I was following back then what you had to say online and, and obviously taking notes for my book. So I know the book the book writing process is a painful one. So tell us it's called don't you showed it, but you took it away too fast. Don't show us again the uh, the cover. It's called Cheating Death, the new science of living longer and better. And uh, it's available on Amazon for, I guess they call it a pre-sale. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's finally out. It's finally real to me, uh, more so than before. And I, I really, I'm, I'm excited about it. Why wouldn't I be? Because it's uh, it, it grows from a lot of effort. But the whole intent was to try and get as much information out there as possible. Uh, you know, right now, RSM, Todd and I are, are, are just two guys really in well, we can put some stuff on, as you know, with websites and, and newsletters and stuff. This is a way to share it with everybody because the problem I have without going into too much is that, you know, there's mainstream medicine, as you know, and then there's the other medicine, which has its roots in science, obviously. Otherwise, we wouldn't be talking about it or I wouldn't be. Uh, but it's not part of what I call paint by numbers medicine, the mainstream HMOs and that sort of thing. And a lot of patients don't get to hear about it. So this at least spreads the word. And then we can sort of speed the process up as I hallucinate things might be anyway, by patients and asking their doctors, Hey, well, what about this? What about that? And even stuff that you don't have to go to a doctor for. So that's, that's the idea. Yeah. You know, now we are more empowered um, as patients, you know, consumers like me to get information, read books, get your own blood tests, go see a doctor in telehealth or telemedicine, you know, from your own home you know, get your products shipped from a compounding pharmacy. So there's a lot of access that we didn't have even 15 years ago, 10 years ago. People think, think people usually tend to think that healthcare is getting worse in this country, but they forget that we're the only country in the industrialized world 
that has all this access for direct to consumers. I mean, consumers here, yes, you do have to have the money and not, you know, they're usually reasonable, but you can have access to a lot of cutting edge stuff depending on the doctor you see. So why don't we talk about that? I mean, you know, the, the field is like you say, evolving quickly. Um, I think you've been on the field for what? How many years now, Dr. McLean? Uh, 30, well, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say I'm coming up on 60 years at this point uh, in age. So, yeah, a goodly amount of that has been, uh, uh, you know, as a physician and, and uh, treating people. So, and it's been great. I mean, I, I was reading in the paper the other day about the guy who made the Guinness Book of World Records. He's 99 years old, the oldest practicing physician. I hope to, with all due respect to him, beat his record one. <laughs> and you will, man. You wrote the book. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, gotta, I gotta live long enough, right? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, you're committed now. So, so what makes you? What is the most exciting stuff happening? When mostly, let's talk about products and and treatments out there that most people may not know about, like Nandrolone, for instance. I'm, I'm obviously I'm I'm biased for Nandrolone. I wrote my first book about Nandrolone. Tell us a little bit about what you've learned about the medical use of of Nandrolone. Nandrolone is fantastic because it doesn't, as you know, come with a lot of androgenic side effects, right? And very little of it converts to estrogen. So it's, it's a pretty safe drug in the sense that the side effects that a lot of us are trying to avoid don't come with it, right? It's, it's a fairly unique one because uh, it, it's what we call in, in, the, in, the, in the field, if you will, a NOR19 nor base. And uh, while there are others, it's, it's not the mainstay of anabolic steroids, although this one, you know, I say that, and it is the mainstay in medical use, particularly for, um, you know, it's anabolic effect for accretion of muscle mass. I use it a lot in my practice for anyone with a wasting disorder of any kind, anybody uh, who could use the safety of an extra 20, 25 pounds, there's no question it's, it's a go-to without even hesitating. Uh, it's not one of the expensive ones either. So it, it, it's really a nice thing to have in our tool chest uh, for anyone who needs that extra, you know, I call it an extra 20, 25 pounds. That's probably for a male patient, but or for a female too, you know, maybe it's the extra 10 or 12 pounds that God forbid, you know, you get sick uh, or an exacerbation of the wasting disorder you already uh, have, you're, you're, you know, you're definitely much safer. And, um, you know, I, I can't say enough good things about it. It's an injectable anabolic steroid. Uh, it's very easy on the liver. Um, there are some potential side effects. Um, I don't know if I can use the, the vernacular for what the common side effect, uh, side effect is, but, but well, let's just say there's some occasional erectile dysfunction that can be associated with it, but typically it can be resolved by having a ratio of testosterone to, to nandrolone, which is great enough. Typically, a lot of guys get away with one-to-one, -one, but uh, typically a two-to-one ratio will eliminate the, the issue without getting too technical. It just has to do with what nandrolone and what testosterone can be converted into. Dihydronandrolone is a very weak androgen. And so uh, there are some gentlemen out there who do better uh, or let's put it the other way around, who don't do well, uh, their mojo leaves them uh, when, when they don't have enough dihydrotestosterone, uh, which is much more androgenic in effect, 
And so if you replace it with dihydrodangela, you can see where there might be a problem. And that's one of the reasons, a quick side note, where I recommend that patients, if they're taking or want to take a 5-alpha reductase inhibitor, don't do so while using nandrolone because we want to go ahead and let it convert typically to dihydronandrolone to avoid all the other side effects that you know, relate to androgenicity. So I know that sounds complicated, but we have sort of a fix for, for everything uh, if, there, if there's a need for it. And then the other exciting part about nandrolone recently is um, uh, you know, through studies that I, I think Todd, uh, Dr. Todd participated in and you're well aware of, uh, using what I call a half dose of nandrolone. Uh, over the long term, uh, indefinitely, in other words, not necessarily for wasting disorder, but for pain management. For those guys that suffer intractable pain, we tried everything else. And of course, even if NSAIDs work for you, it's not something you want to be on long term for a myriad of reasons, including kidney function that you want to preserve, um, heart issues that can creep up on you from taking NSAIDs for too long, gastrointestinal issues. So uh, that's been really exciting because We've probably been using it uh, in our practice really for as long as it's been out because you alerted it, uh, alerted me to it right away, and we've had great success. And and what's interesting too is if you have someone who's typically uh, we would call it a hard weight gainer, someone who has difficulty holding weight, while it's not going to give you as the same anabolic effect as you know the, the typical uh, dosage, which would be about two hundred milligrams a week. I'm not talking about bodybuilder dosages. I'm talking about, you know, yeah, medical. Yeah, of course, dosages. clinical, medical, uh, yeah. The so-called half dose tends to help really well. So it's, it's, it's really been a, a great um, uh, time so far observing what we can do with what, I, again, I call the half dose. Yeah. And, you know, Baylor has also, they've actually published, well, posted uh, different posters in, in urology um, conferences about the, the joint healing uh, properties that have seen good results here in Houston at Baylor uh, College of Medicine. So it's very, it's very um, promising for me because obviously um, my first book, Built to Survive, which is free, uh, you can find a PDF free on powerusa.org. Um, years ago, it was mostly about nandrolone and testosterone combo to reverse wasting syndrome in HIV. Um, you know, we were dying of wasting. I'm HIV positive, been so for almost 40 years. And basically I'm alive and sitting here because of that combo. Otherwise yeah. I, would, I would be under, you know, six feet under. So obviously I have very strong biases. It is FDA approved like oxenolone. And, um, and it, it has a lot of data in humans and a lot of data, even in older patients, but in women, very low doses. So. Um, I'm glad that medical staff establishment and big schools like Baylor um, are picking up on it and actually doing studies. It is a generic. It does not, it basically, is, the pharma industry has abandoned it. So it can only be compounded and it's really low cost. So, but most doctors are misinformed or don't know how to use it. So very few doctors are progressive enough and know the data enough, like you and the folks at Baylor, to actually use it at a lower dose, obviously, for other uses. So I'm, man, I'm biased. I've done it since, I've used Nandrolone since the 80s. I'm here because of it. So I'm, I'm excited to see this transition into general medical clinical use in older, in aging men and women, too. So kudos for you and that's something most most guys on excel mail are very very interested about let's talk about talking about weight gain muscle gain or that's 
uh, nandrolone is an injectable. There's uh, an oral uh, peptide growth hormone releasing hormone well, uh, call it abiramorin, but it's mostly, um, you know, more related to leptin and, um, you know, the appetite suppressing or appetite enhancing. So have you, do you have any experience on this peptide, oral peptide called abiramorin? Absolutely. Abiramorin, also known as MK677, is one of the most efficacious that I've ever seen. Um, not just, well, it is efficacious, and effective. And what I mean by that is because it's so easily administered, it's an oral rather than an injectable, people have an easy time. It's not one of those where you go to bed, which is typically where you should be taking it right before bed. And then, oh my goodness, I got to go downstairs and get the, you know, out of the refrigerator, my vial and draw it up, et cetera. Uh, or wherever you have it hidden because you don't want people to, for whatever your reasons are, see that you have something injectable in the refrigerator or whatever. So uh, this you can leave on your bedside table. It's a capsule. In my experience, it has shown more efficacy than any of the others that I said earlier. I've seen numbers that you're not supposed to see. An IGF-1, I'll never forget the number, 464. That's supposedly not possible because of the negative feedback loop in, in the body, but I've seen it. And then I read, um, I'm not going to be able to quote the, the name of the paper, but it was probably in the last two months, uh, something uh, released showing the efficacy through, you know, a rather well-powered study, uh, you know, that it works better than any of the others, which is what I was observing, but it's nice to see it backed up with something other than just my observation of, you know, however many patients I have. So yeah, that, that one's really exciting. The only potential side effect that I've seen with that, by the way, you mentioned the hunger factor. It's the same mechanism of action ghrelin that occurs with marijuana use, the munchies, they call it, right? Mm -hmm. Well, if you take it right before bed, typically you'll sleep through it. And on rare occasions, and it's usually someone who has, for example, sleep apnea and they wake up because of that and they go, well, gee whiz, I'm hungry. Do people wake up and say, okay, I, I got to go raid the kitchen, which by the way, I've had experience with, I took it thinking that, well, let me just see what it does. And, uh, you know, I'll train empty and go to the gym. I turned around and came back to my home with enough hunger. It looked like a bomb went off in my kitchen. So it can have a very powerful effect on it. So you don't want to channel surf after you take it, definitely take it for a bed. But it works very well to promote your own production of growth hormone. And, and that's a winner. The only other potential side effect is uh, in probably 20 to 25% of the patients, I'll see some water retention. It's usually temporary. You're nodding, you know, right? Four to six weeks, as much as three months, I've seen it rarely. Uh, but usually your, your body then adjusts, you get used to it. And is that effectively the uh, ibutamorin or is it an effect of its, its uh, effect, uh, its effectiveness to promote such a big uh, release of growth hormone, which anytime that happens too, you can get some of those similar side effects, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, I, I took 25 milligrams and uh, I had to stop the car I was driving. <laughs> I had to stop <laughs> and find some food. I was really, um, I, I was shaking up my hunger. So for me, obviously 25 milligrams is, is, is too high. Many doctors are going down to 12 and a half milligrams or taking it every other day, but I would walk up and, you know, I tell people, you're going to take it half really good food, like protein based food in your kitchen and in your fridge. Cause if you're hungry and you start eating all the you know, carbs and stuff, it's it, the water retention is a lot more. So I, I stopped it, obviously. But, you know, the first uh, I, I've seen all the data from Merck. Merck um, did a lot of the studies in older patients to reverse 
loss of lean mass um, in patients, uh, older patients. Um, and uh, they saw some gain in fat. These people were not working out, obviously. But what they saw is a spike in cortisol uh, in the first few weeks. It actually worked off. So for a lot of us, especially me, I always have like a grade three uh, pain scale factor. I'm not going to get into details. That extra cortisol really serves as a as a pain, kind of a pain management um, um, drug. So. That is the first thing I saw. I saw that my joints were actually looser and better on the drug. So that I have to say, I'm looking forward to starting it again at 12.5 and see if I can, because uh, I gained 10 pounds in two weeks, mostly a lot of it water, obviously, but uh, the, I, I don't forget I was driving and I had to, I had to go somewhere and eat because it's, it's a hunger that I've never experienced before. So I wish we had had it back in the days of HIV wasting. That would have, because not alone works, but I would have more in, in a matter of a month, we could have reversed death. In a, and people with cancer, cachetia, obviously oncologists tend to be more afraid of IGF-1 than anything else. Um, there's a, a potential there. There's another company that is actually using a morin, and they may actually get it approved for a growth hormone stimulation test for children, you know, that are having failure to, to grow and to see how their you know, PT fair is working. So it may be the first approved indication soon for that oral. But the fact that it's oral, the IGF-1, like you said, uh, response is so great. Yeah, the appetite, maybe the lower dose, you know, maybe get more protein, work out more. Um, it's a very promising, I do think, the fact that it's oral, you don't have to inject. And it has no effect on LH, FSH, testosterone, it has no effect on peripheral hormones that usually when you take something like nanolone, testosterone goes down, LH goes down, you know. So that's actually very promising. But anyways, I'm sorry. You bring that up I'm... a lot of tangents too that we can skip if you want to, but briefly, you know, uh, the cortisol, unfortunately, that you enjoy in the beginning tends to go away with ibuprofen more, more so than some of the others, which some people complain about, particularly the guys that are trying the best they can to hold muscle mass. They don't want the cortisol's catabolic mm -hmm. effect. But you make a great point because in the smaller doses, it's just like, you know, we can get through Empower, the, uh, the 12 and a halfs uh, can be used to stimulate appetite, which as you were, were talking about, can help with, I mean, the combo of nandrolone, which helps with appetite a little bit, but then, you know, it does the anabolics from a different angle, the food uh, intake that can be increased. And, and, you know, so many people have reasons why they don't feel like eating this. You can't help it as we both described, right? So what a great combo in a smaller dose. And for cancer cachexia, right? I would argue that, and I don't have any studies to prove it, but think about the theory anyway, at least for now, and we'll see what happens down the road. If you're treating somebody with chemotherapy, if the cancer is chemotherapy um, treatable, the theory behind it very briefly is that the chemo kills the faster replicating cells, cancer, right? So what do you care if there is some side effect of growth hormone release along with the hunger you're getting using ibutamorin if that cancer's there? There's an argument there that you could actually further, think about that for a second, further the benefits of the chemotherapy because you're promoting the uh, more rapid growth anyway and, and turnover of cells. Just a theory, but uh, I, I personally, I wouldn't worry about it uh, I would think more about, you know, the, you know, the life-saving weight that we're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a great hypothesis. Somebody in oncology needs to test it. 
Um, and that would be obviously a great thing. So let's jump into sex, sexual function, erectile dysfunction. As somebody, uh, that's a, another hot topic. Um, an old product, also not pharma, not created by pharma, it's actually compounded. Trimix, Quadmix, there's even a Pentamix. Tell us your clinical experience. I obviously have my own, my strong biases, but go ahead, please. Well, I, it's, it's a great product. I mean, you know, it, it's normally reserved for, you know, if, if you tried sharpshooting and then, you know, went to shotgun and now you got to use a bazooka. Uh, that said, I mean, uh, it doesn't have to be used for that because, uh, you know, I'm out here in Los Angeles and, and um, I don't think it's any surprise that we have a, a, a burgeoning porn industry here. And uh, just for that reason alone, I mean, it's fantastic. Uh, it does have potential side effects that are, you know, untoward in the, in the sense that uh, you can overdose on it and, and that is not a good deal. Uh, there are treatments for that. Typically we use Sudafed or Sudafedrin in whatever form we can. Otherwise we got to drain it with typically a very large, like a 16 gauge needle, which, I mean, the thought of in injecting your penis with anything period, other than a little insulin needle to get this going is, is not welcome. But, um, you know, if, if used properly, it's, it's fantastic for not only we'll call it recreational purposes for meaning for those who don't need it but certainly for those that are suffering from uh, erectile dysfunction secondary to blood flow, say a, a, you know, a defective valve. And, and this is uh, you know, a precursor, not a precursor, that's not the right word, but something you would use well before you'd consider an implant. You know? uh, so very, very useful and not expensive relative to some of the others out there, the other options. Uh, typically we start with a PDE5 inhibitor, but you know, a lot of people have side effects of that too right? Low back pain, headaches. So it's a great, a great option. And I use it a lot in, in our practice here. Yeah, I can't take most of the PD5 inhibitors. I have back pain. I have all the side effects, heartburn, flushing of the face, sinus congestion, headaches. Uh, yeah, you know, you could have an erection, but who's going to want to have sex with all the side effects? <laughs> so some people are lucky enough to take daily Cialis at five or 10 milligrams, and they're doing great, you know, and I, I, I am jealous of them. But a lot of us, for some reason, we may have different P5 receptors that are completely cannot, or most of them, maybe maybe Tadalafil or mm, the weaker ones, uh, but um, Trimix is a sure thing. Priapism, which is what you mentioned, having an erection for more than three hours, people think, oh, that's, 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 that's great, that's fun. But it actually could be uh, very dangerous for your penis. You can have uh, blood accumulating there and coagulating and uh, potential gangrene. So, yeah, yeah. so it has to be prescribed, yeah, prescribed by a doctor that, that can train and and there are videos too that some doctors uh, provide for, for the injection sites. And I'm sure you and, and in LA and, and ta Dr. Todd here in Houston um, can show patients, when, you know, walk-in patients that can actually be shown how to inject and how to actually do the whole procedure, right? So that's-, that's yeah, It sounds daunting. I mean, no one wants to, to even think about it, injecting their own penis, but it, it's on the, the shafts of the penis in an area which, um, Really, I mean, I, I think a thorn stick would be uh, way worse on your finger. I mean, yeah. not on uh, so so that that I know it sounds daunting, but you know, I think patients will find once you use it the first time, it's, it's not that big a deal. But if I might, you know, in keeping with uh, sort of the the, the title of of our uh, 
conversation here. In terms of the latest and greatest, there was a 2017 study published in the Heart Journal. Um, it was very well powered, very well done. 44,000 roughly Swedish men who had had their first heart attack, and it was a plumbing issue. So they, rather than electrical, so they gave them a, a statin um, for obvious reasons. They also put them on TRT, and they also gave them PD5 inhibitors. There was a direct correlation between the amount of PD5 inhibitors taken per week and overall all-cause mortality. And I have to interject at this point, I owe uh, Dr. Eugene Shippen for this information. He turned me on to this. You're shaking your head. You know about this one already? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah but go ahead. No, no, most people don't. You know, I definitely included my book because it's something that is amazing to me. Uh, at the top end of that, an 81% all-cause mortality reduction Think about that for a second. I said eight one, eighty one. If you and I could come up with something, Nelson, that you know could reduce all cause mortality by say eleven percent, we'd be having this conversation on our seven hundred foot yacht in the Bahamas <laughs> somewhere. Right? You know, I mean that's that's amazing. And yet, uh, you know, and without getting into the you know the big pharma conspiracies and all that kind of stuff, it just it doesn't get promoted because those three things I just mentioned are all generic and very cheap. So if you can, I understand, you know, uh, gentlemen that have issues with low back pain, GI, uh, you know, the lower esophageal sphincter relaxation and headache and stuff. But if you can uh, literally and figuratively stomach, say a small dose, a daily dose of Tadalafil, just to, again, avoid that morbidity and mortality issue, it's worth it. And, you know, you can probably get some benefit toward, you know, erectile function as well. That's uh, thanks a lot for sharing that information. As I think most uh, most physicians don't know that you can actually do that, especially um, cardiologists. You know, you can. They're always concerned about your blood pressure. That's about it, and your lipids with statins, but they don't think about beyond the vasodilation of ED drugs that can actually help. You know, so, you so it's funny that that even uh, occurs with cardiologists because the drug was originally made for pulmonary hypertension, right? Angina, right? Right. They yeah, found the out they were getting erections. Yeah. <laughs> right. So anything else that it's covering the book that um, you'd like to, to mention in your book that people well, may be excited to read? You know, hopefully there'll be something in there. I know this sounds like a loaded uh, answer from a loaded question or whatever it's not. But, I, you know, I wrote it in a way that hopefully there's something for everybody in there, whether it's, you know, just at home cryotherapy, literally, you know, I mean, I did it in my home uh, during the winter. I just leave the pool really cold. Uh, I don't heat it and I can jump in or during the summer, I, you know, for, I think it was 150 bucks. I got an ice machine off of Amazon, right. Shipped to my door to make my own ice so that I could jump in the, the tub. Cryotherapy is cryotherapy. Whether you have, you know, my $275,000 cryotherapy machine over here, uh, which granted is convenient, right? But pretty expensive to put in your own house. You can do a lot of these things at home. And that, and then all the way up to, you know, I talk about stem cells and gene editing and, uh, you know, the peptides are, are for me super interesting and cut me off anytime here because I, this is where I start to get excited because, you know, the, the peptides to me are like tinker toys. You can get so many different structures that each one will fit differently. Even just one ligand change changes almost completely sometimes the function once it enters the cell and so that to me is a huge area of research that's going to change things because we're going to figure out uh, ways, better ways to jigger cellular function. But 
The biggest issue right now too with that is the effect is very short-lived with peptides, which to some degrees, uh, you know, helps with safety, but to others, efficacy. So we're finding the fine uh, line and, and the balance between uh, those two. And yeah, I think discoveries there are, are just gonna be multiple, um, you know, almost monthly. And then, uh, you know, gene editing, that's that's amazing. We're, 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 we're focused on some of the more rare diseases right now. It looks like we're being very cautious, but uh, you know, with its effect on the immune system, particularly, which I think we're finding is the biggest cause, if you had to pin the tail on one specific area of, of research, immunology, I think, is where we're headed. Uh, you know, our immune system attacking itself or not stepping up to the plate and doing it properly, I think is gonna be the, the, the root of much of uh, the research to reduce inflammation, we call it now, you know, inflammation causing aging and dysfunction in the cell. But all these tied together are gonna be great and, and, and uh, saving it for last simply because the most recent um, verdict, a lot of guys in this area of stem cells know about Dr. Berman, right? Who was taking a lot of the arrows uh, from the FDA and others uh, regarding stem cells. And he said uh, up until the end, no, stem cells are not a drug. And, and with all due respect to those that are trying to make it safe for all of us, okay, I get where it was coming from. We got to find a way to keep the, the hucksters and the shysters from, from killing people or you know, harming or maiming people. I get it, but you know, to, to misclassify it was clearly a mistake because as of about uh, 10 days ago now, uh, the Eastern District Court in Central California in which the case was filed, uh, where the FDA went against uh, Berman and, and his associates, the, they had a, uh, they call it a uh, conclusion of law and summary of facts. And I said that in reverse order, but the judge very eloquently, by the way, much more than I'm gonna uh, give it justice, uh, his opinion states, no, it's not a drug. And now we can use stem cells in the United States, whether they're autologous, meaning our own or from a vocal cord, uh, you know, as long as it's done properly. And, and everything. But the, the biggest crux of that is that it's not considered a drug. So we don't have to go through the uh, investigational new drug studies like you would for any other drug, which we're in the middle of. I mean, we're, I'm, I'm a sub-investigator for the post-concussion syndrome study down in San Diego right now. Uh, but it's going to change the face of the market uh, because of the availability and, and, and its new perception within the law. So that's really exciting. Why? Because the regenerative capabilities of stem cells, it's almost funny, you know, a monkey almost could do it because the stem cells do the work for you. If you match the diagnosis with the right treatment, in this case, if stem cells are appropriate, you know, you can inject an E, you can do it intravenously and the stem cells know what to do. They can home in on the, the area that needs fixing. And whether it's your own cells, which will actually engraft, we believe, or someone else's, meaning a vocal cord tissue, uh, which won't engraft, but they'll act as placeholders. The net result is the message gets sent to your bone marrow to, hey, come over here and fix the problem. And there's a lot that comes with the stem cells too, exosomes, and I'll stop after this, I promise. But you know uh, the, 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 the contents of exosomes, particularly RNA, where we find there's a lot of communication amongst the system as a whole to fix the problem. It's not as basic and simple as just, well, here's the, the brick and mortar and we're gonna patch the hole in the wall. No, there's a lot more that happens. That, that to me is really exciting too, because 
we're going to find ways to jigger that process as well uh, to do all kinds of things. So I'll stop there. Yeah, I, I think the problem is that a lot of these therapies are going to be personalized. I mean, especially if you use your own stem cells, that's a personalized, uh, customized treatment for you. So how can you, you know, approve a drug that has to be modified for every person? So that I see the point whatsoever. It does not fit the definition of a drug, obviously. And we're excited. I mean, CRISPR, I mean, in California, believe it or not, people, some people hate California. I'm obviously biased. I, I lived in LA for a while, and that's one of the reasons I learned so much about hormones and stuff. But anyways, um, California is the only state that uses taxpayer money to fund gene therapy and uh, studies. I have a whole organization. I'm, I, I do some coaching and consulting as a community member in some of them. And it's the only state where taxpayers are paying for research uh, on this on this subject. And CRISPR came from, you know, most of it, the data from California. We have a study that are trying to cure HIV with modifying, you know, genetic code in in you know in people with HIV to get rid of the latent virus, the, the reservoirs, the hidden virus. And that's happening now. They're enrolled in studies right now. So I mean, I'm 63. I really hope I can live. I mean, I shouldn't be alive I've been with a virus for 40 years. Um, I'm on borrowed time. But I'd like to live 20 more years to see what's coming, the tsunami that is not only on medicine. We haven't even gotten into this other topic, which we want. We don't have time for that. The, the psychedelic therapy, psychotherapy that is coming soon. So I, I really just hope, because I see it on the horizon. You see it too. It's happening actually uh, in the field right now as we speak, we're about to enter a uh, part of medicine and psychiatry that, that is gonna be revolutionizing. And yeah, there'll be a lot of government agencies trying to get in the way about you know, how, to, uh, how to actually approve these therapies or drugs and, and all the politics that go around it. But anyways, we're not gonna go more into details. We are about an hour and we can go on for, this could be a series, I know we can talk about forever. And, uh, but I just wanted people to, to find out how to, um, how to get a hold of your network, um, your clinics, um, et cetera. So what's your, the main website they can access? Well, thank you for that. I think probably the easiest way is just go to our website, which is you know, www.psrpapasierraromeomed.com. Um, I know it really doesn't match anything, but uh, it's our old, uh, what do you call it, URL, so we still use it. But psrmed.com has, you know, our contact information, our phone number, um, our locations, that sort of thing. And, and with stem cells, like I have to add, you know, because you can't do that with telemedicine, uh, our locations should be growing sooner rather than later. So I hope we'll find, uh, or, or the, 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 the listener out there will find a place closer to them, uh, or close enough, I should say. To, to take advantage. As, yeah, as I'll, be, I'll be posting the uh, links in the description of a video here on YouTube. So I uh, also remind everybody to subscribe to the channel, Excel Mail channel, because we have over 98 videos there with, and Dr. McLean has been featured at least two or three times before. We'll do another one of these because you have so much more to share. And, and you know, you're, you're bursting with all this exciting stuff. 
And uh, I really would really appreciate you joining us today. And, and thanks a lot for being a great supporter of Excel Mail, everything I do, an old friend. And, uh, and I'm looking forward to reading the book, by the way. So I'm, I'll, be, I'll be ordering it from Amazon. There's like a, a wait list now, right? No, I will send you this. It's called an advanced review copy. Uh, there you, you know go. Nelson, it's always my pleasure. You know, uh, we, I, you know, not for any other reason that it's fun. Uh, really, we should have been doing this more often. It's it's always a pleasure, my friend, uh, to get together with you. If you want to do more, I'm game for it. I, I just it's already been an hour. I it feels like we've been talking for ten minutes. <laughs> That's what happens when you love what you do. But anyways, well, hopefully we'll see you in Houston soon, and or I'll be in LA for whatever reason. So thanks a lot. Um, take care of yourself. You have to live like you have to cheat death, right? Now you're. You know, your book is called that. So we have to make sure you're healthy and, and alive for at least 30, 40 more years. Anyways. As long as we can, right? Yeah. You, Thanks. You well, bye-bye. Ciao.